Hi, I'm Victor Milligan. And I'm Jennifer Isabella. Your co-host for Forrester's podcast, What It Means, where we explore the major changes in the market influencing executive priorities. And I'm thrilled to welcome on the phone today, uh, WWCTO Michael Lysett, to talk about tech transformation in the context of a large business transformation. Welcome, Michael. Thank you very much for having me on today. Appreciate it. Michael, let's start with your personal journey. What brought you to WW, which is the new Weight Watchers? So my background is as a software engineer architect. And, you know, I graduated from University College Cork in Ireland and uh, with a computer science degree. And I spent about the first 15 years of my career, you know, working primarily as a, an independent consultant. Um, and at the time, I was trying to find the coolest projects that I could find. And I worked in different locations around the world. I was in startups in Amsterdam and Brussels. I was in banks, financial institutions, telcos. Uh, and then about 10 years ago, I joined a company called uh, Second Market, which was subsequently, subsequently acquired by the, the NASDAQ. And at the time, we were doing innovative things like trading private company stock. Um, we built a, a Bitcoin ETF. Um, and it was actually there that I started my, my uh, leadership path. Um, my journey with WW actually started some time ago. I was hitting, you know, 30 years of age. Uh, I was finding it difficult to keep my weight in control. Um, and my sister introduced me to um, Weight Watchers uh, and the concepts um, to help me try and manage that. And I actually was successful. I lost about 15 pounds back then. Um, so for over a decade before joining WW, um, I had become, you know, aware of the power of the program. And when the opportunity came to work here, uh, it was my earlier exposure to the brand that kind of piqued my interest. So um, a funny story, though, the, the night before my, my first interview, I checked out the website and it was actually down for six hours to do uh, an upgrade. Um, and during the interview process, I discovered that, you know, the, the company did about two major deployments a year when most modern companies were doing thousands of releases even at that stage. So I think I was fully aware of the challenges at the time, but given the, the, the size of the brand and the opportunity I felt that lay ahead, I was very excited to, to come on board and, and join. Yeah, a downed website just screams of opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you started WW, website notwithstanding. What did you see? I mean, what caused you to say there's a larger transformation effort here? that's available for WW and all of its members? So I think that it's worth taking a step back and probably looking at the, the entire big picture. For me, uh, you know, WW is a 55-year-old company. In 2001, we actually started an online subscription business. And when you think about that, that was when most dot-com businesses were going bust. And so I, I, I actually give a huge amount of credit to the original team. They actually built a successful subscription business back in the day which I think was no mean achievement. And I think, look, the, the business itself was hugely successful. Um, but like all of us that work in technology know, you know, so software has a shortish self, shelf life. Um, in this case, you know, 13 years after the original systems were built, they were still being used. Um, the technology was no longer modern. Uh, it was difficult to innovate on it. And, and I think more importantly, it wasn't really meeting uh, our customers' needs, but the opportunity was immense and the need was immense. And I think that's what got me excited. And it, it, it was very obvious that a new technology platform was was needed. And that's when I joined in, in 2014 with the, the focus of rebuilding that platform. 2001, WW starts a subscription business. What was your take on how customers or 
clients were conditioned to experience WW at the time. What was your take on their sort of appetite for digital engagement, their appetite for that kind of for that kind of experience? There was clearly a need for uh, the the complement to our cold business. So our business has been rooted in science and community um, since it was founded in the front room of Gene Nidish's you know home in 1963. Um, the, the world that was changing, though, in 2001, and the ability for technology to be with our members beyond the meeting room was a, was a huge step forward. And I think, so even back then, it, it, it was building a compelling offering for our members. And I think now the opportunity is to really connect and, and be the experience that is, that is actually joined, whether you're in a meeting room or whether you're ringing our call center or whether you're home in your own living room, that the experience with WW is, is, um, is consistent. Michael, would you say when you're looking at that tech transformation, is it fair to say that there's sort of two major components? So one, what is the member experience being with them? What technology is being used? But also the, the sort of legacy technology or core technology transformation that's necessary to kind of connect the dots and power that member experience? The, the member experience was, was core. I think for me, when I look internally, I, w- I would look at four types of areas. So for me, there is the core technology, there's the processes, uh, there's the people, and there's the actual really important component as well of embracing modern engineering practices. So, you know, if I, if I was to look at the technology, we were a .NET and Oracle shop, which, you know, despite being proven technologies, they also brought challenges around cost and the complexity of holding and hosting in the cloud. Um, so we, we decided to embrace modern technologies such as Scala, Node, we use Cassandra, we use Mongo, and that would allow us to have a more modern footprint and, and enable more rapid development. Also, you know, when we think that the... Uh, customer experience was poor because it was so hard to innovate on legacy technologies that had become clunky over 14 years. Um, it was a real important reset for us. And as we did that, we put the customer at the center of everything we, we were rebuilding. So we didn't just take what we had and rebuilt it. We really reimagined the customer uh, experience. I also think, you know, from a processes perspective, embracing Agile was very important for us. Um, so just even having sitting teams like sitting together that were with their cross-functional partners working on backlogs and shipping code every two weeks was key. And, and that change was difficult. But now we have about 40 scrum teams that are actually shipping code on a regular basis. Um, and, I, and I think also the, the importance of uh, embracing modern practices can't be understated. Um, for me, automation is key, right? So whether that's automating our build and our deploy process, or whether it's automating our quality, um, we, you know, we have a, a tool that we built ourselves called Trigger that actually allows us to inject things like security and inject our quality automation into the pipeline, and it also automates our operationalized uh, environment. So, so that em- that embracing of modern practices is so key because you can't attract talent if you're not doing things in a, in a modern way. And I think that's the final part of this puzzle for me is that, um, you know, we were outsourcing a lot of engineering development and, and, you know, modern practices really suggest that having co-located teams that are passionate about your member is really, really key. And so we went about building our own team. Um, you know, at, when I started, we actually didn't have a single mobile engineer. Um, and now, uh, you know, we've 
we've taken what was a one star app from um, from four years ago. It's now a four point eight star app, and we have hired a, you know probably close to two hundred people over the last few years uh, to make that happen. And actually, at the core of it all, it's it's the culture and the people that are the real differentiator. So there's there's a lot of components into transforming um, an organization. Um, and of course, then there's the internal IT side, not just the customer side. That and that needs to transform as well. Yeah. How did you go about connecting the dots between WW's employees, or you know, whether that's back office IT folks or people working on the new app and the mission? Are, are people more closely aligned to those things today than they ever have been to kind of make that transformation real? So. Uh, as part of my role as, as a CTO, I'm not just responsible actually for the members' experience, but also our employee technology experience. And I think, given again that we are such, uh, you know, we're an older company at 55 years old, there's a lot of legacy technology that supports our team. Uh, but I actually find the principles that we apply to our customers equally apply to our employees. And um, so we actually kind of are a little bit obsessed with, with our employees as well and providing them technology solutions that can make them thrive. Um, so, you know, making our employees' jobs easier and making collaboration easier is, is actually a key tenet of our transformation. Um, and one example is we, you know, we had eight um, meet, uh, virtual meeting technology platforms across the globe. And so just aligning that on a singular platform that actually worked reliably was incredibly important. And moving from Google Apps, to, or sorry, to Google Apps, was important, you know, and other things that are not as, you know, as exciting, but upgrading our ERP and, and being on the latest platform um, is, is also important. So, you know, just doing the things that will make our employees uh, work better is, is crucial. And I think one of the hardest things about that actually is the change management. Um, people are comfortable with what they know, uh, but it's also important that we embrace modern technologies uh, that allow, you know, this, this workforce to do their best. So. We've actually been very lucky. We've got uh, a great PMO team, and uh, we've got a great internal communications team and L&D team, and we've partnered across the organization to actually make those rollouts as painless as possible. Michael, a question about data. I'm assuming that now, especially, that you're handling a fair amount of customer data, and that sits at the backdrop of GDPR in Europe on a global basis and, of course, the emerging guidelines coming out of California how did you sort of handle both the explosion of data and plus the new rules of governing that same data and the importance of trust that would sit between WW and its customers? It needs to be a priority for the organization and it needs to be a priority for everybody in, in the company. And, and it certainly is for us. And, you know, keeping our employees and members' data safe is of the utmost importance for us. And so just as we're looking at transforming the customer experience you know, there's a lot of new tools out there that can help uh, that are embracing artificial intelligence, et cetera, et cetera. So we have a, a roadmap on that, uh, on that platform and on, that, on those topics as well. And it's the exact same with compliance. Um, and it's not easy. It's, it's very complex. But we've got to give it the focus that it deserves. And we're, we're working uh, diligently on it. One thing you said in an earlier answer was sort of the customer sits at the center. You were, maybe are a customer now. How did you envision your customer? Who are they? How did you create a personality for them and sort of put them in motion as to how you fit into their lifestyle? Yeah, I mean, look, when we started to rebuild our customer experience, like I mentioned earlier, 
we didn't just take what we had and, and rebuild a new platform on it, right? So we reimagined the experience in its entirety. Um, and, you know, we work very closely with the product and design team. And part of their function is user research and user testing. Um, and that really informs our decision-making process um, in its entirety. And so we develop things like customer journey maps, and we understand our members as best as possible. We have customer personas. Um, and essentially, you know, we put the customer at the, uh, at the center of everything, and we actually test with them as well. So, you know, that's a major shift over the last, you know, decade as well. And it's not just meeting your functional requirements, but trying to make the experience, first of all, meet our members' needs, and secondly, as intuitive as possible. And, and I would say we're absolutely obsessed about doing that. When you did that work, did you find anything surprising that said, wow, we really either, we got it right and who knew, or, boy, we missed a, we missed a persona or segment that appears to be coming towards us more and more. How did you ingest that information? For us, you know, we have our core customer, and we, we know them pretty well. And But we did a huge amount of user research and user testing to understand that. I think, I think rather than saying we miss, I think we know that we have opportunities with different um, types of customers, and, and that's something that we'll focus on in the coming years. As you were going about this tech transformation, Michael, were there other companies or even other industries that you were looking to as sort of like a, a North Star or a guiding light or firms that inspired you in the experience they were delivering or the technologies that they were using? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. So, you know, we have physical locations, um, which we call studios and where we host our uh, meetings and, and workshops. So we're not just a simple app or website that is delivering experience. We actually have to um, also support our members when they're in our physical locations. And so for me, I, I, two companies stick out, actually. One is probably obvious, Starbucks. Um, I think a decade ago, I would have thought of Starbucks as a coffee shop. Um, but today, it's a complete experience where technology seamlessly interacts the physical space with the experience, um, and it's it's pretty awesome. Um, and I think the second one, maybe not so obvious, but I've really been impressed with Best Buy. Um, mm. I think if you think back four or five years ago, they had been written off as a showroom for Amazon. Um, I think today they've figured out a customer experience that's really meaningful. Using, using their app, you can see exactly what's at each location. Um, you can go into the location. You can test it. You can actually take it home for a couple of days or a week or two and test it, and you can return it easy. Um, so, you know, overall, they've, they've figured out how technology can help them. Um, and for me, at the moment, it's a little bit easier than having to do a return um, with Amazon. And I think, look, I do actually think that that's why Amazon are looking at physical locations and why they've recently announced a relationship with Kohl's. But, you know, I, I give major kudos to that team because I think they had been written off um, and I've definitely found the work that they've done to be inspiring. Michael, one of the things that we hear quite a bit is that all the goodness of the strategy aside, mobilizing people that either do or don't want to be mobilized into a different context is hard, far more time consuming than people would have thought, possibly conjures up larger sort of cultural issues that, uh, that abound. How did you handle that? First of all, look, the team is the most important asset that the company has. And trying to establish um, a new way of working and new technologies and new toolings and new processes 
is really, really difficult. Um, and so, you know, there's a few aspects to this. We were, in certain respects, we were lucky in that we were spending, you know, money with consulting companies and it was easier to repropriate that money to actually, you know, um, hire talents that we wanted to bring in for ourselves. Um, but, you know, with every journey, there's people that opt into a transformation, there's people that decide to leave. Um, you know, we, I feel very proud of the fact that we've had a handful of people here that were, you know, engineers that are now senior directors, um, and they joined the company before I did. You know, so I think that there's, there's you've got to assess a vision and, and a purpose and a roadmap of the path forward. And you have to allow people to decide whether they want to be part of that or not. And for those who don't, that's okay. And for those who do, you have to help them in that transformation. And I think you have to complement that with bringing on the talent and people that are experienced in, in the processes and in the technologies and that are obsessed with customers as well. And so, you, you know, it's, it's a difficult transformation, but it is attainable. Part of what you're hearing now is that people are shoring up or reimagining their purpose because that brings the teams together. But the other part of the puzzle is that what they found was they, they didn't really understand the aspects of EX, which is you still have to outfit these employees to be their best every day, which in some cases is a technology question, giving them the best tools possible for them to do their jobs as efficiently as they can. How did that come into play in the larger transformation? Well, I think, I think, first of all, I think it's really important that, that, you know, this was not just a technology transformation. So, you know, for ourselves as a brand, we also transformed. Um, and, you know, we, what we felt was that weight loss was no longer enough for our members' needs. They wanted to live fuller lives and, and feel better. So our mission became to inspire healthy habits for real life. Um, and we will never lose or abdicate our passion around weight loss. Uh, but this was really a natural step for us because our members were telling us that once they started to lose weight, they felt better and they wanted more. So, so the first part of that, aligning on a mission, um, was something that I think that we were able to do really, really well. Um, the second part, you know, we, you, you know it's, it's difficult because... You know, sometimes self-learning is the best way in learning on the job. And, and for engineers, a lot of the time they like to tinker and they like to uh, play around with different things. So you've just got to kind of allow that to happen. Um, but sometimes, you know, you have to actually take time out and, and spend time with people, uh, teaching them about their processes and teaching them about, you know, different ways of thinking. Um, and usually, you know, you know, as an engineer, it's, it, it attracts the type of people that are curious anyway. So we've been able to to be successful with that. I, I think that that's what you're hitting on. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm curious in that mix, which is bringing people into WW because it's partly a cool technology place to work. That in itself is an achievement. How did you think of that and how did you do that so that you became sort of a place to go to for employment and careers? Yeah, I, I mean, listen, that's a great question. And if I was being honest with you, I think my biggest fear when I started here was that we would have trouble on that front. But I think so. So the fact that we have um, a strong mission, I think the fact that we embrace modern engineering practices, you know, so things like having a strong CICD pipeline, focusing on automation, it brings uh, it, it actually, first of all, it cultivates a strong engineering culture. I think the fact that you partner that with the product and design team, 
that are thinking uh, obsessively about customer experiences. When, when people come in and interview with us, they typically have a very good experience um, and actually are, are really excited that not alone do you have a mission, but you also have a strong technology and product uh, culture. So, you know, I think that we've, um, and as a result of this, we actually have a reasonably, uh, you know, we have a pretty strong acceptance rate for job offers. So, you know, I think it, the, the, the passion around the mission and the passion around technology have created a, a really strong work environment for us. So, Michael, knowing that you're going through this transformation or have buttoned up maybe pieces of your transformation, what do you see as next for WW? Um, yeah, so there are a few things. I think knowing our members and meeting them where they are a key tenant for us. So, so personalization will be something that we will be working on. You know, every member is different. They have different needs. So understanding that and showing up for them in a personalized manner is something that we're um, very passionate about. Um, and, and, you know, some of this stuff is simple and some will require, you know, more advanced AI and data science. So, but, you know, we want to use our members' data that they're providing us in a responsible way to help them on their journey. So, so I see personalization being very key. I think another area is trying to make our members' interaction with us across all our channels a really strong experience. So whether that's, you know, when they interact with us in, in a meeting room or the call center um, or our app, that the experience is consistent and it's always a great experience. So I think from the members' perspective, there are, you know, a, a few things, a couple of things that we work on. And then internally, you know, we, we will work on a host of initiatives, so standardizing and aligning on modern internal tooling you know, globally is a massive um, um, goal for us. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, trying to get everybody on the same tools and making their job easier to do is, is important. Cybersecurity as well, as I mentioned earlier, is a big focus and we'll continue to work on that. Um, and look, we'll in continue to improve in our automation and our CICD pipeline on quality. Um, and so really trying to mature our, our practice and our skill set as, as best as we possibly can. Um, and so I think we've got a lot going on. We'll be both focusing on our members and on our, our internal team. Yeah, it didn't seem like a short list that you were mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's the fun of this job. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michael, you started a business in technology transformation. You're well underway with it and, and reaping so many advantages. Others are contemplating the same in the midst of it and sort of the fog of war of it all. What advice do you have for them in terms of your personal experience and in the broader experiences of WW? What brought you to a place where you feel like you're, you're really on the right path? Well, I think the first thing is really aligning on a mission and, and a, a path forward. You really need that North Star to strive for. Um, and I think, you know, anything that if you don't align on a mission, then it becomes a little ad hoc. And even though you might be doing some great work, um, it, it's going to be difficult to pull that together. So I think that's the first thing. You know, I think one of the key tenets, tenets of our transformation has been building an honest, transparent culture. We focus on building a talented team. We've put the customer at the center and we really have, you know, uh, amazingly, we've left politics and bureaucracy beside, to, you know, to the side and, and focus on the things that matter. And I, and I think, you know, those are the few things that I would say are critically important if you want to transform successfully. And, you, you know, you, you it's, it's scary, but if you don't do it, the outcomes are going to be worse. Um, so I think it's imperative that you just, you know, try and figure a path forward and, and um, do it. 
Michael, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate the conversation. Likewise. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to Forrester's What It Means podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. To continue the conversation, follow Forrester on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thanks for listening.